Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Eric Chapman. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night radio show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right meow. Are you okay with... Hey, guys. <laughs> yes. All the time? All the time? All the time. All the time for me. Personally. Oh, yeah. but what if there's non-binary folks in the in the in the in the hizzy, Jason? Um. Well, for for me personally, if someone says to me that they're not they're not comfortable with me saying it, yeah, then then I'll stop. Yeah. But my my problem is is if you're telling people to just stop saying it just because one person doesn't want you to say it, that to me is like okay, that's where my okay, like maybe we shouldn't go down there. But for me personally, if someone tells me to stop, okay, but. But the phrase itself, I am okay with. Hey guys, even if it is super hurtful, though, if we say it, two, yeah, that's cool. I'm just wondering. I'm just I'm just wondering where you're at. Um, I'm in the same. I'm on a similar, similar tip, but not quite the same. I won't use it unless I'm 100 percent sure that everyone is a guy or can would be referred to as that. I got no problem with changing my vocabulary to be inclusive. I don't tend to. Th- really think about it until i've done it that's the thing (laughs) that's the story of my life and you know and it can be something that's just kind of ingrained in you yeah and it's just like you know it's not natural for you to say anything other than that but but it could become natural because hey guys is something that's sort of ingrained in us it's not a natural thing we made it natural so we could easily make what up peeps natural hey folks what up son yeah i like hey folks I hate folks. But I like no. Well, no, I, I I hate folks. Yeah, yeah, most of them. But I do, and I'm maybe you've noticed this too. Is that every YouTube video that's yeah. like hosted by somebody on their on their webcam? Oh yeah, always begins with "Hey guys." Yeah, don't you notice that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I use it constantly. I was trying. I was thinking about it earlier. <laughs> it's all the time. Hey guys. <laughs> hey hey guys, guys, this is how to smudge hey. your makeup. Hey guys. hey guys, it's Jason yeah. Manelis from The Shift. But we could just say, hey. Yeah. Right? No, I, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. It's just that some things are just, you know. It, and to your point, like, it'll take us time to get rid of it. I'm, I think this is, like, with most things, it's just going to take some time. It might take decades, but, you know, we'll get rid Come of it. Come on, decades? Yes. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like it'll take a while. Come take on, I, you guys. You know, you know, you know what I'm not... You know, I'm not looking forward to. It. I'm what? looking. I'm. Um, I'm not looking forward to this being turned into like getting it more attention than it needs. Because like, I'm pretty sure there's some right wing commentators out there that are just waiting to prowl in this opportunity to call out this even came up. So I know that for sure this this might be a bigger thing in a couple of months. Give it a couple of months. I feel like this is going to be a bigger thing. Yeah, but who cares what they have to say? They can complain. They complain about everything. Uh, during the Linda Steele show on 980 CKNW, host Linda Steele broke down an article that suggests using the phrase guys 
is not okay for 2020. Interesting. Because like I said, I'll say to my girlfriends, hey guys, I'll see you guys later or whatever. And Mm. I don't think about it. I do remember occasionally feeling a twinge if someone I didn't know said it back to me. If there were a couple of women standing there, hey guys, I would think in certain circumstances, it seems weird. But we're talking about this because I saw online a story that was flagged called The Problem with Hey Guys. And essentially the article says it's lazy. It's inconsiderate. It's not inclusive, to your own point, uh, um, Alan. It's too familiar sometimes for people. And it's offensive to some women and offensive to the trans community. And this article was talking to someone who is trans and said uh, that as a transgender woman, I consciously began trying to stop using guys some years ago because when I'm included with a group that's called guys, there's pain. It takes me back to my male days in a way I'd rather not go. Yeah, that's what I think about. If it hurts someone, then I'm just not going to do it. As he does it. <laughs> Whoops, that was that was ignorant. Sorry. You can still yell that because, again, it... it just read the room with stuff like this. Just when you walk, just don't use, say, just eventually get it out of your vocab. You don't got to do it today. You can screw up and say it. It's not like they're going to be the word police. Well, they will, but, you know, don't worry about it. Just. I wonder, if, I, want, I almost wonder if bro and like dude is going to get changed. No, bro will always too, be there right? because. Dude, bro. Dude, bro. Dude, man. Bro is there yeah, because bros are bros and that's your bro. And, and a female can be your bro if they want to be as well. But dude is um, dude is unisex. That was never going anywhere. I, I am staunch in saying that you can use dude when referring to a person, female, male, non-binary, whatever. Dude is not going anywhere. I promise you that, Jason. I won't let it. Please, please don't, okay. Eric. Fight for, fight for the dudes Fight for the everywhere. dudes. I'm the dude. Right? Yeah. I mean, this you is just this is just a growing thing. I think, I, I, and I get the the pushback against it, but this is time. In like four years, unlike Matt, it won't take decades. It'll take four years, and you'll be like, "Oh, I haven't said hey, you guys, in like four years." Wow, I didn't even realize. Okay, let's. Uh, what's going on here? I just saw a text. Oh, we're getting good news everywhere here. What? Well, we're getting some great feedback on what yeah, we I'm, could say instead of "Hey, dudes." Yeah, or... we got a t- text from Steve. Um, hashtag Bobby Heenan. Steve from Coquitlam. Hi, The Shift with Eric, Matt, and John. John? No John here. Uh, It's not Friday yet. No, John, you mean Jason. (laughs) Jason is John, and it's J-A-W-N. But don't worry, I love you anyway, Steve. Instead of saying, hey guys, let's go with hello humans, or hi pencil-necked geeks. (laughs) I like hello humans, and I... I have a pencil neck, and I am a geek, so I'm totally okay with that. Hashtag Bobby Heenan. Yeah, hello humans. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? All right, cool. Let's go on to this next one. Well, well, there's some. Uh, we got some, what? Yeah, Rob. Rob is suggesting, "Hey, people," which is good. Um, oh, I don't see this. And uh, oh, uh, Ken in Calgary just texted, in, and this is sort of where I'm at with yeah. this whole issue. Yeah, is uh, I think "Hey, guys" is simply a generic term that refers to a group of yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, I agree 100. percent That's exactly what it is, but it offends some people, so we have to be conscious of that. Yeah, and and Roadhammer's uh, Roadhammer's like, hey, I guess saying hey humans instead of hey guys would offend the aliens in the room, right? I am absolutely offended that by that. Yes. So we'll have to ask Dave Scott. <laughs> no about that humans, later. yeah, uh, he, a, yes. aliens. Hey, you peeps. I don't know. Yeah. 
You know what? You know my high school was actually. Well, we came up with this saying. It's one of the dumbest sayings ever. But my high school had a had a reputation in the Lower Mainland. Yeah. For for people saying so, they would say the person's name, whoever oh, was like the leader of the group. Yeah. Like so, they would say like Jason. Yeah, I was I was the there at the party with Jason guys. So they would it would it would literally be Jason guys, and the guys would refer to everyone that that person was with. And it was one of, and like every time I said that, outside of outside of my high school, people were like, "Why are you saying that? Why That's are you saying weird phrase to say Yeah, because you're supposed to um, say. But I'm like, oh, yeah, but I just got so used to it. It's like, oh man, I, well, I can't stop saying it now. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, I was with, I was with uh, my friend, or like I was with Justin guys the other day and so it's so like that is such a funny phrase yeah. but that's just lazy english it, you're supposed to say and the guys yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's right? funny hold on let's get some good news from gene and nanton hey gene hi hi do you have some good news for good news tuesday oh sure okay hit me you played a really good team tune a while ago you had music i liked well was that the neil young long may you yeah. run song yeah Nice guitar work in there it was, and it? a good voice. Nice voice, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you um, thank you can thank Matt for that. Matt, thank you. Well, thank you, Matt. Well done. <laughs> That's some you, good news. Thanks for calling, Gene and Nanton. All right. All right. Have a good night. Awesome. Gene liked the music. Well done, Matt. Well done. Hey, anytime that uh, anybody likes the music, especially when I pick it, that's good news. Good news. You know we have a saying on this shlo- sh- show too. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next one here. Are you okay? Are you okay with mutant crayfish? <laughs> I'm glad you picked this one today, Jason. I've been dying to do it. <laughs> and yes, I'm absolutely good with mutant um, crayfish because crayfish. What? Yeah. Why not? Maybe they'll get bigger and there'll be more meat in them because there's so little meat in crayfish. But what if they like grow so big that they can? possibly threaten humanity no no they won't get that big you like God, anything with like godzilla anything with mutant yeah like yeah like godzilla because anything with mutant beside beside it i get scared like mutant dogs i'm like oh shoot mutant dogs <laughs> what it's got like the alien mouth and it's gonna eat me with the little dog that comes out of it yeah yeah, yeah that's funny that is interesting mutant does kind of tr- it is kind of triggering like that but see i think of like cool like i, th- I just think of like cool stuff when i hear mutant like the three-eyed fish from Simpsons. Like, that's cool. That's a mutant. Blinky. Blinky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you okay with mutant crayfish? Yes. Right? Yes, I am. Right? Unequivocally. Any new species created by man or not, I'm into. S- science gone, gone amok yeah. makes life interesting. It so does. Okay, it has ten legs, mutant DNA, and a voracious appetite. And like a cray-cray sex life? Oh, Cray cray, crayfish, get it? An unnatural freak known as the marbled crayfish has taken over a cemetery in Belgium where the suspected aquarium escapee has cloned itself into unkillable swarm of crustacean cop. You can't kill them? What? See, dude, this is scary, okay, yeah, man. Okay, I still kind of like it, but I'm getting nervous. The invasive species has sparked concerns in the European Union, the United States, and Canada, though it's hard to... Though it's a hard creature to stamp out of the pet trade, they grow up to 12 centimeters long and are extremely easy to care for and breed, which makes them an attractive pet for many collectors. This isn't the first time there's been a crayfish problem in Calgary. Wow, I don't have time to play this tape. But yeah, I'm still okay. If it gets the size of a dog or a cat, not dog's too big, if it gets the size of a small cat, then I'm concerned. 
But like a, a horny crayfish, that's cool. I'm down. Go get some. <laughs> do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, man. You do you. And he actually did that because he, sp- he he um cloned itself. So, wow. Science. Science and laughter. Can we just repeat that? We can't kill these guys. Well, I'm sure if we like flew them to the sun, we could. Like, what do you mean we can't kill them? I need more details on this. And I just don't have time to play the tape. Can you do a research that why we can't kill them, Jason, and come back to us with it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Okay, to come it. back. We're going to take this break here. Jason's going to research why these are unkillable because I'm dying to know. Because you make a good point. <laughs> if we can't kill them, then that's an issue. Because then we can't eat them. And they're delightful. Well, exactly. Like, what, what are we going to put all that butter on? Oh, well, you can buy some Mi'kmaq lobster. Support them. But what if we're uh, well? What if we're sick of lobster? What if we want some mutant crayfish? Just, just melt some butter in a bowl and drink it. Oh, that sounds delightful. Jason, did you get any information on crayfish and why we cannot kill them? Yes, I did, sir. Okay, so we're talking about the mutant crayfish that were in, I believe, a Belgium cemetery, and it's 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 a marbled crayfish, and they're mutant, and they just all they do is they just make out all day, and apparently they're unkillable. And why, Jason? Well, because I think that article was, was referring when they, when they said unkillable. Yeah. It was trying to say that we literally can't wipe them out because they, oh. they can clone. These mutant crayfish can, can like make clones of themselves now. So right. it's almost like an infinite amount of, uh, of, uh, of, of crayfish. And also um, uh, crustaceans uh, have decentralized nervous systems. Uh, which, but what that means is they can't be killed easily either. Like you need to actually put some effort into killing them. So, right. Um, so but what what are they really? What are they called though? Uh, crustaceans. <laughs> almost, almost. Try one more time. Crust crustaceans. <laughs> Crustaceans. Crustaceans. There, there you go. go. There you All go. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's actually they can clone themselves that fast, dude. That's a trip. Yes. Okay. It's, it's like almost an infinite amount of crayfish, man. Scary, wow. man. That's, yeah, that is crazy. It's um, it's like that fish. What is it? The car? The is it the Asian carp? I believe it is that infested Canadian waters. It spawns at oh, mad, oh, mad. Yeah, that's right. Have you seen those yeah, videos where they're like driving in the boat and like there's there's so many fish they're jumping out and slapping people in the face. Yo, that that yeah. you know you know what's crazy? Huh. We have murder hornets now. <laughs> we got mutant yeah. crayfish. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Right? What is happening? Oh, I can't wait to hear what's coming tomorrow. Jeez, killer butterflies with poisonous venom. Oh, I don't know. I'd get, get into that. Uh, Ron and Burnaby has some crayfish information. Hey, Ron. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I, I, I just said because uh, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the boys used to just keep me in the background commenting on stuff, and uh, every once in a while, they just put me in this is when bobby was around okay yeah, yeah. um <laughs> um but uh i know you, you want an even worse horror story yeah hit me about uh, crayfish yes oh geez. you got your you got your un unkillable crayfish and then uh the science guys yeah uh, they've been talking about these uh, uh june bugs and beetles and etc yeah, that are indestructible. That you can drive a car oh, over yeah. them. That that uh, that beetle that they drove like a th- or drove a thirty six thousand pound car over or whatever. I saw that. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, well yeah. now you got your indestructible crayfish. Yeah. You got your indestructible beetle. Breed the two of them. Ooh, an inter indestructible 
Beetlefish. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Like uh, your worst nightmare comes to life. Oh, jeez, right? right? Oh, I'm trying. The Ironclad Beetle, that was it was called. So, uh, anyways, uh, way, way back from when you first started with Linda, Mm -hmm. uh, you you remember remember my quote? Uh, No. Monster Monster Eric? What? (laughs) Uh. Monster (laughs) Chapman? Yeah, yeah, I remember, Ron. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I'm just telling you, I love you, buddy. Thanks, brother, man. And uh, uh, I really wish this was your show. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate you all. Every time you call, I'm gonna, I got to run, Ron, because we're up against the clock. But Ron's always got nothing but nice things to say. And I, I send him Bitcoin for saying it. But but what an inst- indestructible creature, like the murder hornet and the crayfish. That can't be killed. Wait, but the ironclad beetle and the crayfish. Yes, the ironclad beetle and oh, the Oh, wait, are you saying combine the hornet with the beetle and the crayfish? Triple threat? Whoa. Like a, oh. oh, dude. That would be an unstoppable killing machine. <laughs> but it would, but it, it would also be very, very small. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Now, oh, what the heck? Let's do some Spaced Out Radio and talk to Dave Scott. Now, every Tuesday, we hook up with the Shift in Vancouver. This time, Eric is in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say hello to Eric. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing good, Dave. How you doing, my man? I am getting ready for Halloween, man. Oh, and this... once again, I, I am going costumeless. Is this your favorite time of year, Halloween, because of the stories and the tales and all the cool stuff that's happening? No, man. My favorite time of oh. year is Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. R- now that just, I'm, really? I know. I'm like Clark Griswold, man. <laughs> You do it all. You got the whole, you all, well, usually, I guess not this year, but you're having the whole family over. You're cooking the big meal. You're having the big tree, all that stuff. You love it. Uh, you know what? I, I love the feeling of going into a, 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 a tree farm or into the forest yeah. and actually cutting down my own Christmas tree. It, it just, there's something about that that is just beautiful and natural. And that's something that I enjoy. Old Davey enjoys that. Plus it gives me a reason to, <laughs> Fire up my old chainsaw, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that's always a fun part. And if you go out into the bush, maybe you'll see something cool out there, too, right? Oh, you always hope. Yeah. You always hope. Yeah. So it never I, seems to happen. Um, okay, um, I, I have something. I have a little tale I want to tell you, and I, I'm, I'm wondering about it, because it happened to me a while ago. And then I have some sure. questions about some demons and things like that. So I want to start with my story, Scott, or Dave, and see if... Um, You've ever heard of something like this happen? So um, I was lying on my bed. I I lived in a small town called Barhead, Alberta. And uh, shout out to the Steelers. But I was lying on my mattress, and it was just on the ground. It wasn't on a bed frame. And um, I was having a nap. And while I was sleeping, I I was having a dream. It was a calm dream. It wasn't an excited dream. There wasn't anything intense happening. But I had the sensation that I was floating. And so in my dream, I'm just kind of floating around, not high, not ceiling high, like maybe four or five feet in the air. And it's just a sensation. And it's, 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 it was a normal feeling to have in the dream. So I'm dreaming away. And then all of a sudden I wake up and in that split second between being awake, transitioning from my dream into the wake, being awake, I was floating in my dream. Then when I woke up and opened my eyes, I felt like I was floating for a split second. And all of a sudden, without even thinking of it, I just heard this. And my heels hit the ground like I was actually floating. Oh, yeah. And I I don't know. I've had this. It's been bothering me. And I remembered about it the other day. And I knew I was talking to you. So uh, have you heard of things like this? It was just like a ghost trying to pick me up. Or what? what, Is there any explanation to it? You had. You had what they call an out-of-body experience. 
Really? Yeah. So in your dream, you actually, it sounds like you, you left your body. And then as your, your body started waking up, you actually got back into your body before your body actually oh. became conscious again. So a lot of people have experienced this, and, and many spiritualists will say uh, that when you are having that, or every single night, mm-hmm. all of us, when we're dreaming, go through this astral projection where we get to go into different places or travel to different areas, you know, and that's yeah. how we do it. Oh. So very normal, very oh. normal. You don't have aliens. You don't okay. have ghosts. okay. Right, okay. you're safe. Oh, okay, awesome. Just, would, just enjoy it when it happens. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually, I wanted it happened so long ago. I'm looking forward to it happening again. And to be honest, I would be happy if it was a ghost. I'm, I'm more than happier than having a with having a ghost. In I my know house. you are. Yeah. You're excited about this stuff, Eric. <laughs> I get you. I really, am. I get you. Okay, good. Okay, and um, and in your email, um, you mentioned demons, aliens, and ghosts for the chat tonight. Now, sure. I, I have a question about demons. Because in, yes. in, in my upbringing, and all I know about them is that they come from hell. So it's, it's almost like a biblical thing. Is that, is that the case, or am I way off? What is a demon? Well, that is something that comes from the pits of hell, as you stated. You know, old Beelzebub himself has himself an army there that every now and again they like to try and, you know, put it in a Canadian hockey terms, they like to drop the gloves with us, torture <laughs> us, do all this kind of stuff. I actually just had a lady on the air named Lynn Monet. She actually has a brand new book out about this house that she bought. She was a single mother and, you know, finally has the money to afford to buy a house. And the house that she wants is like her dream house. Well, the problem was they got some demons around there. Demons. In the eight months that she uh, owned the house, they they were able to stay in in the residence two nights because they were attacked scratch marks across the stomachs and backs and her one child was uh you know complaining that his arm hurt and he looks down and there's bite marks on the on his arm i mean it's just it was ravenous and disgusting you know and it was so bad that not even the clergy that she called in would come in to help her no kidding I mean, that's how that's how harsh this this case was so the good news is she sold the house and the demons didn't follow her. They stayed in the residence. Uh, she saw the one. It looked like a wolf, and it would it would continually like show its claws and teeth at her. And she finally had enough and and was able to to uh, just gain the strength to walk away from it. And it scratched her one final time, and she just kept going. Wow, she kept going. Um, will they follow? Yes. If if like you mentioned there, she sold the house. Will they? Will a demon follow you from house to house? At, if it's attached to you, yes, it will. Okay. If you've allowed it to attach it. So next question is, yep. how do you allow it to attach? Yep. Okay. Yep. You keep trying to communicate with it. You keep giving it attention. You keep giving it fear. You keep being scared. You keep acknowledging it. That gives it strength. Oh, okay. So it's not yes. like, because I've heard that you want to, if there's a ghost in the room, you want to be like, acknowledge them and say, hey, maybe you could, you know, not be here anymore and go somewhere else, and that sometimes gets rid of them. But if you do that with a demon, that's not a good idea. No, no, oh. you, you don't. And that's the problem with the paranormal. You don't know what you're dealing with, right? Right. That that's why, like the last couple of weeks, I told John and Shane, you know, when it comes down to it, at this time of year, everybody wants to have that ghostly encounter or experience. 
You don't know what you're getting. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's part of that. For me, that's part of the draw to it all, too, though. You know, so it's kind of dangerous because, like, I want to be, like, exposed to this weird thing that I have no no clue about. But, again, it could be dangerous and I could be getting claw marks on my stomach when I wake up in the morning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But about, but now um, the, you, you mentioned you're a Christmas guy, but Halloween, does does is it is it a spiritual thing around Halloween, like all Hallows Eve? Is is there a connection? Is there a real connection to the spiritual world and, and Halloween? Well, according to the spiritualists, OK, the, the this veil thing, I don't know yeah. what the heck this veil is. Yeah. But apparently it is thinner at this time. So that's where all of these netherworld type creatures have an easier time of accessing our area and our timeline and and that's where everybody tends to think that you know Halloween brings out the you know I think it has something to do with the solstice or something I don't yeah. really understand it yeah right yeah but but it just seems to to bring out all of these spiritual activity and and you know when you add that to if this veil really does Thin. Then you add to the fact that we, as people, you know, we start talking spooky ghost stories. Look, radio stations such as yours, okay, they don't cover a lot of paranormal stuff mm. until th- we get closer to Halloween. Then right. all of a sudden, they start reporting on maybe the 10 most haunted restaurants in the city or, you know, the 10 most haunted locations in the province. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when it comes out. So people start putting energy towards it. Energy with a veil thinning makes things happen. This energy, you know, it's, it's, like, it's really all about the energy with all this stuff, isn't it? Well, it, it's like, it, it's like a, a car can't start unless you got remote start, but a car can't move unless you put the key in the ignition and turn it on. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So every October, we turn this thing on, and that's what happens. So, so we can, well, I don't know if we don't want to turn it on because sometimes it's really cool. So just in order, again, just not feeding that energy and keeping it to yourself and not being so curious. And maybe you won't run into the, so many of these experiences if you are running into them. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly the point. And that, you know, if you don't want demons, you don't want ghosts, you don't want aliens, don't ask for them. Real simple. <laughs> <laughs> you make a lot of sense. It really is, and the thinning of yeah. the, and the thinning of the veil. Though, has anybody ever tried to like punch through it fully? I don't even know what the heck the veil is. I'm just going off. <laughs> no, you I'm know, to get like, the veil. Yeah, like, 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 is there a bride on the other? Is Bridezilla on the other end of that veil? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Is, is it like I one? No. Is it like one of those veils that's over your bed, and the other side's like a tropical beach with just some some beautiful Could drinks be. and everything? Like, Keep right? The mosquitoes yeah. out. I mean, Keep the mosquitoes and the demons out. <laughs> Uh, do you have any good ghost stories that you've heard lately? Okay. You know what? I, I Actually, what I had planned for you tonight is you work in a radio studio. I work in a radio studio, correct? Yeah, yeah you correct. got it. Yeah. All right. So I figured I would share with you and your audience a couple of weird things that have happened over the years while I've been hosting this show. Oh, yeah. I love that. All right. Because you know radio studios, you know, we're all tech. We're all got our gear up. My gear has never really been messed with. I'm lucky that way, knock on wood. Yeah. But I'll share a couple of stories here with you. Yes, please. Number one, we'll share the the story of Carl. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Carl, 
I had to give him a name because I didn't know what else to call him. Okay, just really quickly, so I, I worked with a I worked with a show host once for eight months, and she she called me Carl for eight months because she didn't know my name, and I just let her call me Carl. But anyways, go ahead, Carl. That's all right, uh, Brian Burke. When I worked in Vancouver, yeah, Brian Burke always used to call me Tim <laughs> or Jeff, and yet, and the only time he called me Dave was literally. On on the day he got fired from the Canucks, he held a press con- they held a press conference. Yeah, yeah. And he shook my he shook my hand and he says, "Dave, it's really been a pleasure working with you." <laughs> oh, I love that, Dave. Uh, That's really funny. I'm like, I'm like four years, really four years of it. Yeah, no, it's true. That's true. really funny. Okay, anyways, let's, let's get back to the the other Carl now. Yeah. Okay, Carl. April twentieth, twenty fifteen. I'm I'm doing my show. And I, in my old house, I had my studio, a real terrible studio, not like I have now, mm-hmm. okay? But it was right beside my front door, and it, I converted my daughter's old bedroom into this. So right beside where I was broadcasting, I had a window to my left about two and a half feet and the front door. And it's like 17 minutes into the show, I'm interviewing this guy named Harvey Kraft, and we're talking about Buddha, of all things, mm-hmm. And I see something move out of the corner of my eye. And you know as well as I do that noise in the background when you're doing a radio show sucks. Yep. Okay, it's terrible. So I'm thinking, oh, gosh, someone is here. I'm, go- I'm going to have the – they're going to knock at the front door and or they're going to ring the doorbell. That's going to come across. Then my two dogs are going to start barking. <laughs> right. And barking dogs never sounds good on the radio. Yeah. Sounds pretty amateur. Yeah. Well, after a couple of minutes, I realize my dogs aren't barking. Nobody's knocked at my door. Oh. Nobody's come inside. So I do what anybody would do. I turn my chair to see, maybe, like, is somebody trying to sneak up and break into my vehicles yeah. or what? Because yeah. I lived in Mission, British Columbia at that time. Okay. And I turn my chair, look out the window, and all of a sudden my eyes focus because I could see something there. Yeah. And on the other side of the window is a large-headed alien gray staring right back at me. Now, is that like the... I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like the typical... Like stereotypical alien that you, when you say yes. that, is that like with the big kind of yes. teardrop shape? Wow. The big black, the first thing I saw yeah. was the silverish white head, yeah. this giant bulbous head yeah. with these giant black eyes staring back at me. What did it, what did it do when it, no, did it notice you notice it? Oh yeah. And so I did what any man would do. I screamed like yeah. a banshee and <laughs> right. jumped back in my chair. Please. Yeah. And then, I'm calling my mom. Yeah. I, I, I was startled. Yeah. And so... So then I I jump up and I and I like I'm only a step and a half from the window at this point. Yeah. I jump up and I would have seen any human being running away. Right. I would have seen him. Yes, yes. Okay. Cuz the window's right there. I could see all the directions. Whatever this thing was was gone. Wow. Like vanished. And so after a few months and this story rattled me for a few months. I had yeah. to give him a name, so I, oh, okay, that's how yeah. the legend of Carl, Carl okay, came around. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's wow, that one. Yeah. And I, I know we're running out of time. Yeah, we got about a uh, minute. I got an, okay, another one for yeah, you. Yeah. I, I was doing this story, uh, this show with a gentleman named Anthony Kenyatta, who had this haunted doll called Harold. Okay. And he believed that the spawn of Satan was in Harold's 
body or in the doll's in the doll. body. Yeah. Okay. Oof. So before the show, I'm talking to Anthony. He's like, dude, I don't know. Something may happen tonight. Usually when I do these interviews, something weird, the phone go- starts clicking or hangs up numerous times. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right. 45 yeah. minutes into, into the show, I see something out of the corner of my eye again. Yeah. All right. I turn and I look and there is a cloaked black figure standing about 18 inches from my left shoulder. Oh, wow. Then, yeah. And I'm watching this thing and I watch it disappear right in front of me. Shot like dissolved and away into nothing? Dissolved Dude. into nothing. So I said to Anthony, I said, I think Harold just showed up at my house. Oh, he dang. goes, what did you he goes, what did you see? So I told him what I just told you. Yeah. And he goes, oh, my He goes, oh my God, my best friend just had that happen three nights ago. No way. Dave. Yes. Oh, I love so, that's what I love that. That was that was my favorite story. I like that one a lot. Yes, my friend. <laughs> so there's a lot of weird and a lot of woo that happens when you do a show like this. You just got to enjoy it when it happens. And I enjoy it every time we talk, my friend. Thanks for joining us again. Absolutely, my friend. You take care, and thank you to all your listeners, and have a safe Halloween. Awesome. You too, and all your listeners too. Awesome. Haunted Dolls. Dave Scott, Spaced Out Radio. Haunted Dolls freak me out. That's the one. I don't know. I, I, my mom had a family friend. who She had this these porcelain dolls, like just piles of them at their house, and it was just creeped me out. I'd never understood it, and now I have this... Just weird, creepy. Anything to do with dolls, I'm not. In, I'm not. I, I, I ain't into it. I ain't into it. Was that you, Sally? Sally the doll? No, oh, Sally, no. Eric, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> this is the Shift Daily podcast. So, did you hear about this uh, Snixium guy? Oh, the weird cult dude. The cult thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keith Rainier was sentenced to 120 years in prison today for turning some of his female followers into sex slaves and branding them. Here is a trailer from the HBO doc The Vow about Nixium to get you in the sort of culty mood for this. I have a vision of what it could be like to be a human, to experience connection, compassion. Love. ESP Nexium is a methodology for enhancing human experience and behavior. You're the kind of person who wants to do good. Where would you go? This actually helps you so that you can build love. It was the next level of being a woman. More than anything, I've been getting to know myself. This is the family that I've been looking for my whole life. How do I do better? It is manipulative, but it's a good manipulation. If I can overcome this, our commitment is our power. You sign a lifelong vow. Vow to integrity and honor. Building more character and discipline. Vow to be good men. Vow of obedience. A vow of devotion. So that's the trailer for The Vow. It's about Nixium. Um, it was founded by Mr. Rainier and Nancy Salzman, a former psychiatric nurse. Um, as a, pur- a purported self-help organization near Albany, New York. Since then, an estimated 18,000 people enrolled in the group's workshops, including its executive success programs. Most participants only took a few classes, but some members became ardent followers of Mr. Rainier, calling him a vanguard and regarding him as the most ethical man on the planet. 
So you're rewiring your brain to learn Rainier's ethical framework of human experience. Uh, it came at a steep price. The cost for the first course, five-day intensive, was 2700 bucks. And from 1998 through 2018, over 16,000 people completed the ESP courses at centers across the United States, Canada, and Mexico. The scientific quote-unquote technique taught in the executive success programs trademarked as rational inquiry by Rainier was called a form of expensive mind control aimed at breaking down a subject psychologically by forensic psychiatrist John Hawkman in his 2003 evaluation of the organization. Now, it started in 1998, and, 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 and it, was, it turned out that some really dark things were going on. And so he was sentenced, Mr. Rainier, to 120 years today. But uh, Keith Rainier spoke out before his sentencing a few days ago from prison. Here is NBC. They called him Vanguard, the founder of Nexium, a shadowy self-help organization described by federal prosecutors as cult-like. Keith Ranieri has not spoken publicly since his arrest more than two years ago. But now, just days from being sentenced on federal charges, he is talking. You know, one of the things that's most important in our country is the justice system. And although, you know, people can hate me and do and think I'm an odious type of a character, you know, awful actually, um, the, both the devil and the saint should be able to get the exact same treatment under our justice system. Good. Today, Ranieri spoke with, of all people, the man who helped bring him down, Hello. web journalist Frank Parlato, a former Nexium okay. spokesman. Parlato himself has pleaded not guilty to tax and other charges that originated from his Nexium involvement. You plan out 14 steps ahead. If you have seen the HBO docuseries The Vow, Parlato's name may ring a bell. Parlato broke the story that a group within Nexium was treating women as sex slaves and branding them with Ranieri's initials. Ranieri was convicted in 2019 of sex trafficking, forced labor conspiracy, and racketeering. Do you intend to? Um... Uh, make a statement at, at your sentencing that you are innocent? Yes, I am innocent. And although it is, this is a horrible tragedy with many, many people being hurt, I think the main thrust of this has been the oppression, but really a, a different issue, which is hard for me to express. There is a horrible injustice here, and whether you think I'm the devil or not, the justice process has to be examined. But victims and their families don't want to hear from Keith Ranieri. They say he tried to destroy women's lives. Really, these young women, without being aware, were on this runaway roller coaster to hell. And they were completely unaware. And that's where Keith Ranieri was taking them, like, to hell. Ranieri is now accusing federal prosecutors of misconduct, alleging evidence tampering. Oh An NBC Wait, News producer took part in the Ranieri interview. I apologize for my participation in all of this, this pain and suffering. I've clearly participated. I've been the leader of the community. Ranieri could face life in prison when he's sentenced on Tuesday. A judge will consider impact statements from over 100 victims. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News, New York. And he was sentenced. Traveling yeah, around the yesterday. country this week. Oh, stop, NBC. I put stop. Uh, 120 years he was sentenced to. And good. Jeez, that's some dark things. And check out that The Vow on HBO. It's fascinating. The psychology behind these cults and 
they're they're horrible humans that they're disgusting humans and they're just they're oxygen thieves but the way they're able to manipulate people is fascinating and scary because these poor girls were thought they were brought in by this guy and he gave them all these delusions and then he did horrible things hey uh, eric what did you say to me um before the show about cults I, I, oh, I was just about to get to that. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. No, I would absolutely, I, I want to, I would join a cult. You would join a cult. I would. I'm afraid to. I want to, but I'm too afraid to. Like I said, it's fascinating. And I, I like Scientology. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more curious about maybe what's going on in there and I want to see it. But I think I would be, totally get sucked into a cult. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, there are some positives Right there's well, that's it, right. There's the sense of community. Exactly. There's the belonging. Yeah. The like-mindedness. Yeah. You know, you're all doing something together. Yeah. And you know, you're all on the same page. Yeah. And everything like that. So that you know, there are some positives. Right. But you know, if you take the, you know, poisoning yourself and ascending to Zenu or whatever, right, whatever it was, yeah. Then you know that's or, where you get off the train. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's the mass killings, it's the orgies, it's the yeah. all that stuff that tends to turn people off. Well, I mean, I, I'm 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 agreeing with the first one, but maybe not the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's those weird things and the wearing the white shoes and all that stuff. But there's something that just fascinates it about that's fascinating about it. Like how I don't think these people were weak minded in the slightest, but how were they able to be manipulated to to think the things that they were told and actually believe that they were real? I mean, ultimately, you know, I think a really good cult leader is good at finding people that really want to belong. Yeah. He knows how to find vulnerable. They're vulnerable people. Yeah. And, you know, we all want to belong somewhere. And at times we get lonely and maybe at times we don't feel accepted in our friend group. So that's, you know, that's the perfect sort of candidate right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, for better or for worse, you know, some folks, you know, they find a a social group, you know, whether that's like a bridge tournament or, you know, like a shuffleboard league or or just Bible study, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And some folks go to the, go the cult route. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Some people join book clubs. Some people join cults. Yeah. And you're totally right. It is just, it's that simple. Yeah. It really is. Like, we all end up somewhere. Yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes where we end up is not really the the best for us. No. But you don't know that because you've been brainwashed, so it seems awesome. So really, is it that bad? Hail Xenu. Hail Xenu. Thank you for listening to the Shift Daily Podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.